views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants and no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, as we go on this uh, Thursday, January 16th, good morning, one and all. Here I am, it is Juan, once again with you. Another edition of the John DePietro program kicks off right here on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. Folks, as we kick things off on this, uh, on this Thursday, remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident and we're hearing more snow coming on the way, bad weather, People are driving intoxicated. People are driving while they're impaired. Uh, boy, it is becoming a high nation. But if that ever happens, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. Did someone hit your vehicle? Call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's, it's uh, Patricia. It's also now Kaylee Campagnon. Call West Fountain Auto Body. If you're in an accident, someone hit your vehicle. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272-3340. All right, phone, for, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. I was just there, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex, West Fountain Auto Body. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. All right, phone lines are open. Uh, big program on this Thursday, folks, 766-1380, 766-1380. Today's program, we're going to highlight, and once again, you're going to see the corruption that goes on in the state. The corruption that goes on in the state. What you need to understand is the corruption is not just in government. The corruption leaks into the media. The corruption leaks into the media. And then you have to wonder just how much are people going to put, uh, put up with before they finally say, enough. I'm not going to deal with the corruption in the media that continues to permeate in the biggest little. So I want to say good morning to uh, everybody on Facebook Live. Let me, uh, let's see. Hold on. Why am I not seeing our Facebook Live feed? Uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, there's our Facebook Live feed. All right. Here I am. Hello. Hello, Lawrence. There's Mark. Folks, if you find me on Facebook, there's uh, Joel and Mark and Katie Wright and, and a lot more. Oh, little false alarm. There we go. Uh, there's Juan. There I am. Here I am. There you are. We're all together. Uh, how about Jeff Charles? Let go. Jeff Charles. 420, if you got them, smoke them. Uh, we'll have a tribute to Jeff Charles coming up a little bit later. But I want to um, start off again. Good morning, everybody on Facebook Live. Channel 12 has a fantastic story. And this is a story that's been buzzing a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. Been buzzing a little bit. And it's very detrimental. And, folks, it shows how uh, the situation with Speaker Mattiello once again. He is absolutely uh, a two-bit thug, and once again, they are breaking the law and flaunting the law. And I've heard about this, and I want to give credit to Tim, Tim uh, White, who has broken the story. And this is a situation, and I want you to listen to what I'm saying right now at 1110, is because Mattiello has his defenders in the media. He does. 
The best example is down the dial is Cackle, right? Granahan has an agreement with Mattiello, and I would love if someone would call her up and say, how come you won't talk about the Mattiello story? How come you won't talk about it? I'll tell you why. Because there's a deal for access. There's a deal with the Cackle where she won't talk about Mattiello in exchange for when he's going to do an interview, he then tends to lean and give her the interview. Listen, that, that's like a corrupt process. You can't have that. Everybody should be treated the same. You don't act as a PR person, right? The cackle does that now. First, there's the Calabro thing, and now it's. But we know the Mattiello thing, and I am telling you, that type of thing—it's wrong. It's not allowed in other bigger cities and markets. If someone hits the news and it's negative, never mind. It's the Speaker of the House. You're supposed to talk about it. You're supposed to cover it, not ignore it, and run cover for him. Like, don't worry, we won't say a word about it. It's insanity. God, between her and Pork Boy, no wonder the place has half the ratings than when Juan was there. Convention center hit with audit after House Speaker's friend put on leave. Now, I'm going to play you the story, but just to give it to you, one of House Speaker Nick Maddalo's top aides, Frank Montanaro, again Montanaro in the news, ordered a performance audit of the Rhode Island Convention Center Authority. At the same time, the ANC is grappling with a personnel issue involving one of Mattiello's friends. Listen to the story, then I'm going to play it for you. Now, the personnel matter involves, here we go again, former Rhode Island State Police Captain James Demers. Now, this guy, dirty cop, should never have been hired at the Duncan the Convention Center Authority. But through political connections, tight friend with Mattiello, you remember there was the trooper that wouldn't let his son, his son had 25 interactions with law enforcement as an offender. And they were still trying to get him on the state police. Demers is dirty, director of security at the convention center. He lives in Mattiello's Western Cranston district, and they are best friends. In addition, Demers' son, Garrett Demers. Now, again, if you go to petro.com, I have the video. I mean, the kid is a punk. He's never someone who should be given a gun and a badge. And what does he do? He basically has a no-show job at the Rhode Island State House. Working for Mattiello, state payroll, no sh- 45000 a year. He was in the news, allegations surfaced, that they were trying to pressure to get this punk to become a trooper. 25 interactions with law enforcement. What does that mean? It means fights outside of clubs. It means fights outside of nightclubs. It means all kinds of shenanigans with the police where t- at least 25 times... Your name ends up in a police report, right? Here was the person. Maybe they dispersed the guy. And that's 25 times, let alone times that he got out of it because he's like, do you know my father's a cop? Do you know my father's a trooper? Blah, blah, blah. Now, listen, I don't know this individual. Seems like either some kind of a problem, certainly an ego management problem, maybe a maturity problem. I don't know if there's any t- I don't know. Drug or alcohol problem. But it's a problem and someone who should not be put on the state police. Mattiello and his father, Jim Demers, were trying to get this punk onto the state police. And then, thank God, that trooper Mike Casey stepped in like, no, 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 no. We're not putting this kid on. Never mind when they brought him and he lied about the whole thing, apparently. But anyhow. Now, folks, follow the language here, if you will. So Jim Demers, former state trooper who was put there by former Speaker Harwood. Harwood loves to get former troopers' jobs. 
because then he loves to then call in a favor. But follow this now. So Jim Demers and another convention center executive, assistant general manager, Amanda Marzullo Wilmoth, have been placed on administrative leave. Let's see. He's married. She's married. Placed on administrative leave. Now, something is going on. The situation is a growing topic of discussion amongst Rhode Island political insiders. Now, the performance audit of the convention center is being conducted by the Auditor General, Dennis Hoyle. The letter informing the convention center about the audit obtained by Target 12 was hand-delivered two days before Christmas. Now, this is the part. Listen to this. I've been directed by the Joint Committee on Legislative Services to conduct a performance audit at the Rhode Island Convention Center. Scope of the audit will include, not limited to, various administrative functions, purchasing, financing, personnel, blah, blah, blah. JCLS administers the General Assembly $46 million annual budget and is controlled by the Speaker. Its executive director is top henchman goon Frank Montanaro Jr., who still has not paid the state back for his kids getting free tuition at URI and Rhode Island College because he lied and said he was still working at Rhode Island College. He's a liar. Montanaro is also involved with that doctor on Park Avenue. So now it goes into the Convention Center Authority owns both its namesake facility and the dunk. But the authority itself has only three employees, while the rest work for this ASM Global manages the day-to-day operations. Based on a quick look, I don't believe we've done a performance audit, including the Convention Center, in the last 10 years, two days before Christmas. So Senate President Ruggiero, he's supposed to be knowing about this part of it. He was not consulted about this. He learned about it when the Auditor General copied him a letter on this. So as far as I know, we're going to deal with this. Uh, McCarville, who I've met before, who's a stand-up guy, said he couldn't recall the ANC ever being subjected to a legislative audit before. He sat down with the Auditor General last Friday to begin the process. It's going to be a good meeting. So here's the situation, folks, and I'll spell it out for you. And here's where people like the cackle need to be called out. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Because of what's been going on with this demurs at the convention center. Follow me now. Ready? So see if you can follow. See if this sounds familiar. And I'll uh, also uh, go to and point to uh, our, uh, the people tuning in on, on Facebook Live. Good. We have a nice crowd. Good morning. Good morning, John Brasco. Good morning, Stephen. There's Pat Cordelessa. There's my friend Dennis. Bob Fitz, Peter Q. Hello there, Chris Moran. Thank you. Thank you, David. Now, follow me here, folks. Ready? Jim Demers. Some kind of a relationship. He's married. Some kind of relationship with a female employee at the convention center. Now, I don't know all the details, but apparently it was getting bad. He was out of control. So they're going to put the two of them on administrative leave. Now, enter. He's friends with the speaker. Follow me now. Frank Montanaro and the speaker, they tell the convention center authority, if you put Jim Demers, this is Montanaro and Mattiello. Ready? Channel 12 with the story. Tim White, I'm going to play it for you. You put Demers on administrative leave, we're going to audit you. Sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Sounds a lot like... Brett Smiley, chief of staff for Ramundo, threatening Twin River. See, this is what they do. Mattiello is a thug. He is a gangster thug with a law degree 
who runs the General Assembly. If you put my buddy, Jim Demers, you put him on late, we're going to audit you. Now, not to say that there's anything nefarious with the convention center, other than anyone that's ever been audited. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. It's a pain. It's a lot of extra work. And if you, if you could avoid it, it's like root canal. If you don't have to have it, you'd rather not have it. It's not the end of the world, but but, folks, this is where Attorney General Peter Narona should get involved because they, they threatened the convention center. If you put Jim Demers, our buddy, whose son with the no-show $45,000 a year state job, the kid is a goon thug who they were trying to get on with the Rhode Island State Police. Mattiello first hires him at 36 and then out of nowhere gives him a $9,000 raise. But anyhow, they threaten the convention center authority. Rhode Island center, Convention Center, they threaten them. If you put Demers on administrative leave, you're going to audit. We're going to audit you. The convention center, I don't know all the ins and outs, but they had had enough of this guy. He had been on thin ice, thin ice for a while. This thing with this whatever's going on and I don't know. This Amanda Mazzullo Wilmoth, whatever the hell, his friend who works at the convention center, whatever was happening was distracting, disruptive, unprofessional, inappropriate. The convention center says we've had it with this Demers. We put him on leave. So what do they do? Boom. Two days before Christmas, they throw down the gauntlet and now they're going to be audited. Folks, that is thuggery. And, you know, shame on the cackle and the other cowards down there that won't talk about it. See, this, that's a form of corruption. When Tara Granian says to the Mattiello people, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I won't talk about the story. But remember, next time he's going to do an interview, he does it with me first. That's a form of, that's a quid pro quo. That's a form of corruption. As a listener, as a resident, as a, a, someone of the media, call her and ask her about it. It's ridiculous. And if, why the management allows it to go on, they shouldn't allow it to go on. You don't have those types of deals. Would you want to hear that the journal has those type of deals? I'll tell you who doesn't have those type of deals. Someone like an investigative reporter like Tim White doesn't have a deal like that. Ted Nisi doesn't have a deal like, like that. Right? McGowan doesn't have a deal like that. Parker Gavigan doesn't have a deal like that. This is insanity. What are you covering for this guy for? Whose side are you on? Oh, that way I get the big interview with the speaker. Oh, my God. He is a corrupt thug. How much more has to go on? This guy demurs is bad news. And that is that is extortion. The Attorney General Narona, you know, let's hope that Kilmartin is out of here. This is a second example they use. Absolutely another example used of thuggery with this crowd. I mean, Smiley, he gets away with it, right? He threatened quid pro quo Twin River. You make a big deal about the IGT deal, and boom, we're going to go after you. They made a big deal about it, and boom, they went after it. What did Raimondo say? Nope, nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Montanaro and Mattiello. Here's the thing. I've met both of those guys, right? I've had people say, hey, you're from Cranston. You should be siding with those guys. Folks, let, let me just explain something right now. Thank you, Anthony Sasso. Daniel says that's how it is in Rhode Island. It shouldn't be that way. Call the cackle out on that. Tara. Oh, Speaker Mattiello defending Calabro. Defend, I mean, do you see a pattern here? The corruption now comes, it seeps into the media. 
Folks, I, I mean, if that's the way it's going to be, then I, I, I just refuse to cave to that. And again, I want to say, I've had people say, hey, you're from Cranston, they're from Cranston. Why, you know why? Because people can uh, criticize me for a lot of things. Listen, I am all about good government. I can't fa- stand thugs. I can't stand corruption. Folks, look at the landscape. Who was the one person that used to call out, I know Cianci was beloved. And I'm glad later in life, before he died, he and I kind of buried the hatchet and found a way to get along. But I don't regret when I was on the air pointing out the fact that this was an FBI investigation and he was going down. What did the rest of the media do? Captain Cliche, St. Pierre, his little kiss-ass henchman following around. Oh, no, no, nothing to see here. Oh, yeah, just on trial FBI and he went to federal prison. Pork boy. Oh, nothing to see. Yeah, and they all fell in line. Do you see a pattern? I refuse to do that. Whether it is uh, family upbringing, Catholic education, whatever. I don't care about these people. Mattiello and Montanaro. Let me explain something. They're thugs. I know Mattiello's the speaker. And I know he has a law degree. They're goons. <laughs> Frank Montanaro is dirty. He's a chip off the old block with the old man. They, they're corruption through and through. Of course they're tight. Mattiello, Montanaro is his Sammy the Bull, for crying out loud. My God. Insanity. Something has to be done. Now, I'm going to play the Channel 12 story. Folks, we deserve better. Thank you, David. Somebody's got to step in. I'm really hoping that the attorney general says, let's have a little look-see here. This is another form of a quid pro quo. This is a form of extortion. The fact that Montanaro and Mattiello, the two of them, and one thing I will say about Speaker Mattiello. Now, listen, I'm not saying he's not a dumb guy. Right. He's not a dumb guy, but there's a lot of criminals that that I I would never accuse him of being dumb. He always has Montanaro is like his Sammy the Bull and he's John Gotti. You you can't operate this way. That Jim Demers, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs, but if you have a problem employee. You can't have a situation where uh, a, a quasi public agency like the Convention Center Authority excuse me, say they want to put him on leave and then Mattiello and Montanaro jump in and they want to protect their buddy, their gumba, and they say, if you put our friend Jim Demers on leave, we're going to audit you. And I I, I mean, I've heard different things, but the situation, let me play, this is the uh, Channel 12 piece on it. The convention center officials under scrutiny is James Demers, a former state police captain known to be close to House Speaker Nicholas Mattiello. This letter was hand-delivered to the convention center two days before Christmas. Auditor General Dennis Hoyle writes he was directed by the Joint Committee on Legislative Services to conduct a performance audit of the convention center examining the administrative functions, purchasing finance, and personnel. The Joint Committee is the General Assembly's administrative arm led by Frank Montanaro, a member of Mattiello's inner circle. The letter comes as the convention center is dealing with a major personnel matter. Target 12 has learned the Director of Security, James Demers, and another 
executive have been placed on administrative leave. Mm -hmm. General Manager Larry Lapore referred all <laughs> questions to the corporation that manages the convention center, ASM. A vice president did not return a call. But James McCarville, the head of the quasi-public agency that owns the facilities, told Target 12 they are ASM's employees. It's their job to deal with it. As far as I know, they are going to deal with it. McCarville says he is aware Demers and Mattiello are friendly, asked if he is concerned about any connection between the audit and the personnel matter. McCarville tells Target 12 he can't assign a motive, but they're cooperating fully. In response to multiple questions about the audit, Mattiello spokesperson Larry Berman emailed a one-sentence statement reading, information was received that indicated an audit was appropriate. A call to Demers' attorney Lie. was not immediately returned. Lie. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, Eyewitness News. Now that is a great report by Tim White, and they did get their hands on the memo. Folks, I mean, how much more has to go on here? This guy has to be removed. Speaker Mattiello. This is absolute insanity that's going on. He is unfit to be the speaker, period. You have the Brit trial coming up. And his people are neck deep in that. They stole the election in 2016. You have the grand jury on the chiropractor in Cranston, who unbeknownst to everyone was getting $1 million a year. Him, who was directing that? Mattiello and Montanaro were directing that. So you have the Brit thing with his little Leo Skenyon, his little puppet, that little weasel. Now another goon. They act as goons. They act as thugs. It should not be allowed. And what can you do as a general public? Folks, they, they're all buddies covering for honor. They are. You know, that Mike Casey, he's with the Rhode Island State Police. He just got back to work. Now, Mattiello is furious. That, and I want to hand it to Colonel Manny of the state police is allowing Casey to come back. Mattiello is out of his mind about it. Why? Because uh, Trooper Mike Casey, and it was Parker Gavigan that first broke the story, and he's back at work. He was the one that would not let this thug goon, Garrett Demers, he wouldn't allow him to join the Rhode Island State Police. Listen, I believe, um, what time is it? 1128. All right, 766-1380. 401-766-1380. Listen, we don't just give a gun and a badge to everyone. This is th these people, they, they are living in abuse of power. They they thrive on abuse of power. Folks, we can't have it. Mattiello, he is a crook. He is a crook. And by the way, I, I, I'm not buying any of this foolishness that he is, you know, he's the firewall between the progressives and blah, blah, blah. And I understand, like last night, Dan McGowan had his uh, roadmap live. And I'm very glad. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. They had 200 people that turned out for that. And Matty Yellow, I'm not saying I disagree with him when it comes to his position on the uh, Second Amendment. When he was he was making sense talking about climate change, he was saying, you know, I, I'm not saying it's not a problem, but we, we can't do anything here in Rhode Island. This is insane. Governor Mundo wants to slap on 50 cents gasoline tax per gallon because she feels this way. Rhode Island's going to lead the world in saving the planet. Listen, we're not leading the world in anything other than corruption. Like enough of this foolishness. As much as I'm sometimes entertained by it, even I have my limit. <laughs> and this is one of them. But aside from that, you know, I don't buy into any of this. The people of pro-life used to tell me, well, Mattiello, you know, he's the one. He's a stand-up guy when it comes to pro-life until he caved last year and let that extreme abortion bill go through. 
And then the Second Amendment people say, you know, Mattiello, to his credit, he stands up for the Second Amendment until he announced he's for comprehensive gun reform, even though Rhode Island is the second safest state for gun violence in the entire country. What possible gun reform would we need? Crying out loud. But Mattiello and Montanaro, hear me out. First and foremost, they're dirty. They're absolutely dirty. And folks, I just, I can't stand it. I can't. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. People, and you can, uh, good morning, Kevin. Yeah, here's a million bucks. Hey, forget about it. Happy holidays. That's right. Uh, and I am going to talk about the whole thing with, uh, boy, that Sanders and Elizabeth Warren uh, sound. But Bernie Sanders, though, I mean, he's why he's allowing her to dictate this whole thing is beyond me. But anyhow, Jeremy, good morning, J.D. Love when you do the voice impressions. You're not going to do that to Jim Demers. Jimmy's my guy. Boom, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, they, they, are, they are embarrassing guidos is what they are. Cranston West embarrassing guidos. That's what they are. They are a parody. They are... Um, uh, they need to end up on a Friday, Saturday night. You can picture, um, how about Mattiello still wears like a chain around his neck? I mean, for always, for always, once a Carbone Goomba, Guido, always the Guido. They were always at either Chateau de Ville or they were at the Play Den or maybe Barry's. One of the three, maybe 21 East. That was their circuit. You know, them and Montanaro going in. Give me a 7-7. You know, and de- but Demers... I mean, he's on administrative leave. I want you to follow again. Exactly. Thank you, Chris Moran, cracking me up. Do people like the impressions? Should I do the whole show? Listen, I, I, I grew up in Cranston. I used to hear these clowns. Our parents, you know, you hear on Tuesdays, I have my sister, and we don't, we don't talk that way. My parents wouldn't allow us to talk that way. I, I grew up and knew people that talked that way. But they're total Carvone Guidos is what they are, for crying out loud. How dare you say that? Yeah, I got an Italian, I got a vol at the end of my name as well. So I can get away with that. But, folks, what I'm trying to draw your attention to is the corruption of this whole thing. You know, why? And, and listen, I pay attention to the media. I see different people that have, have certain deals. Sometimes they rise to the surface. We find out about it, such as, you know, that Louis Aponte, when he was the head of the Providence City Council, he had a paid agreement with Go Local Fraud that, uh, that basically they'd give him positive press coverage and wouldn't go after him. I mean, that's that's basically illegal. I don't know if it's basically illegal. It is illegal. It shouldn't be allowed. But this, this access, agreements on access, if we only had a real media p- uh, person around here, reporter, right? They do in some of the larger cities. The Globe has one. They're constantly writing about some of the battles with sports talk radio or the newspaper business or that type of thing. We don't, we don't have one around here. But I'm just telling you, this type of stuff is wrong. And someone should be calling out someone like the cackle on that. Hey, Granahan, stop covering for Matty Yellow. Well, I have an agreement with him that I won't talk, cover any negative stories in exchange where he comes out. That, that is wrong. Your loyalty, I, folks, I've always my loyalty is to you, the listener. It is not to them. I have no loyalty to Mattiello. I have no loyalty to Ruggiero. I have no loyalty to those den of thieves. I have people, you know, that tell me, do you realize at the State House they hate you? What Badge of honor. Badge of honor. As opposed to what? Being like pork boy? Hiding, looking at them like he's trying to get an invite to sit at the cool kids table? See that video I posted? It's on my Facebook page. 
What a pathetic individual. There he is. Hold on. Pork boy hiding out, hoping to get a, a thumbs up of some kind or something from the cool kids table. Oh, my goodness, folks. When does it end? When does it end? All right. 766-1380. This Matty Yellow story, though, uh, Attorney General Peter Navo- uh, Narona, he, I, I believe if they start digging, if they start digging with the Attorney General's office, they will, um, they will find. I mean, that, that, is, that is extortion, right? That is extortion. Is Facebook Live freezing? Is that my imagination? Why is that doing that? I don't know. I'll check it. All right. 766-1380. Now, also, I will play the sound. I'll check it in just a moment. I will play the sound of uh, what happened with... Uh, actually, let me play... Um, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'll play a little Matty Yellow music. Here we go. Why not? I'm just mad at the journal And their editorial page I'm just mad at the journal And I'm gonna show you my rage They call me Maddie Yellow They call me Maddie Yellow They call me Maddie Yellow I'm still mad about voting Voting with the truck tolls for me I'm so mad about voting I threw a lot of people off their committee They call me Maddie Yellow They call me Maddie Yellow They call me Maddie Yellow Mr. Speaker Electronic truck All right, and we're back on this Thursday. Good morning, one and all. Here I am. It is Juan. I apologize, one and all. I don't know exactly uh, what happens sometimes with Facebook folks. It's it's so difficult. They really challenge you. Uh, they're not easy to deal with. We have a good feed going. We've got a good audience going. Everyone's in the groove. And then the next thing you know, uh, boom, the feed just cuts out. There's nothing I can obviously do about it other than just continue to do the broadcast. Now, coming up, we're also going to talk about Tim Dotta, legal expert, is going to join me. Coming up uh, at one o'clock, boy, this speaker, uh, this story, excuse me, about uh, Ron Makeley's wife, Mrs. Makeley. A little disturbing to say the least. How about that? Eighty-five thousand for one day's work, Brian. You know, now it's Brian. It's not public funds. Eighty-five grand for one day comes out to something about like t- someone figured out like ten thousand dollars an hour, twelve thousand dollars an hour. The president of uh, Bryant, Ron Meekley. I hate hearing that. 
I hate hearing that. They've done so much good. They have such a good reputation. So many people uh, admire them and like them. And But, boy, that really comes off as uh, greed. And they, they also, they have a lot of people that donate and uh, give Bryant different funds for different projects. And then you just, you see something like that. And it's like, what is going on? For crying out loud, my God. But the Mattiello thing, folks, this is bad. And I think Tim White, and I'm so glad he's on the story. And I know that he's gonna, he's going to uh, get even more information about it. But the, when when is enough? Enough. These guys they absolutely operate as total goons. They do. That is corruption. Hey, go to the Facebook page. How about this? Would you support David Cicilline to be the next governor of Rhode Island? Six hundred and twenty-one comments. You can uh, leave that. Oh no, are we on that thing again? Ah. Uh, Facebook Live is beyond testing my patience this morning. Now they have the filter on. Oh, my goodness. The show steams so promising. All right, we're just going to continue on. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Immortal Seats. Remember, you can sell it. It's not me. It's FB. Uh, Immortal Seats, 888-933-SEAT, 888-933-7328. Immortal Seats. Download their free app. Remember, you can sell your tickets through Immortal Seats. They have the office right on Smith Street in North Providence. No fee. The price you see, that's the price you pay. But when you download the free app to Immortal Seats, Immortal Seats free app on your phone or tablet, <clears throat> excuse me, type in promo code 30OFF, 30OFF, and you get $30 off your first purchase. Celtics tickets, Bruins tickets, Motley Crew at Fenway Park, Taylor Swift, Kenny Chesney, Red Sox tickets with their new manager, Immortal Seats. Download the free app or call Michael. Stop by. I've gone by his office on Smith Street. 888-933-SEAT. 888-933-7328. Check them out online. ImmortalSeats.com. They have the Facebook page, but download that free app. Remember, promo code 30OFF. All right. 766-1380. 766-1380. FB has given uh, JD a little bit of a problem this morning. We're not going to let us uh, throw us off. Uh, But a lot more ahead. Tim Dodd's going to join me. Now, the latest, though, how about the uh, state rep selling guns out of his home? Is that legal? Of course not. It's Rhode Island. A lot more ahead on this Thursday. I'm on the road and my ride is going strong. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price, guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front-wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price only at Paul Massey. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. 
with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for business, 401-332-0000. Hey, folks, remember, Henry Oil, they want to be your oil provider. Call Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, lower contracts, lock and cap pricing. Call Henry Oil today, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Lori and Carmine, they are just terrific. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. Oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery. Now, the temperatures are truly going to drop over the next couple of days. Call Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, residential and commercial. They have service contracts. Call Henry Oil today. Go with a local provider. Hold on. Can you join me at 12 or... 12.30 on the speaker. Let's find out. All right. I'm so glad the Republican Party is jumping on the uh, Channel uh, 12 story. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Henry Oil. Service contracts. Budget plans. Since 1947, a Rhode Island success story. Call Henry Oil today. Who's your oil delivery person? Who do you get your oil from? Call Henry Oil. 401-521-0200-521-0200 or online at henryoil.com. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this, um, huh, this is a new story that's breaking. Let me check this. Channel 12, Rhode Island State Police raid Pacro in building connected to former state rep. Who is that former state rep? The Rhode Island State Police today raided a suspected illegal pot operation, a building owned by a family company of a former state rep. Major Tim Sanzi said the police pulled about 50 plants, 41 industrial lane, about 5 a.m. in West Warwick. Four suspects been arrested. Uh, properties owned by foreign properties, owned by the family, former state rep Jared Nunes of West Warwick. He decided not to seek re-election. I know Jared Nunes. I liked him. I don't know. He could just be um, renting out the building. So I don't know enough about uh, that particular situation. Let me also just um, bring people up to speed on uh, Pipebound found an evicted tenant's apartment. That is a uh, developing story going on right now. But the uh, Mattiello story is big. Uh, that's There's no development on the uh, Woonsocket story about the pipe bomb. There's no update, I should say. At least Channel 12 doesn't have an update on that. And then, um, uh, you know, the, the next week the trial is set, the impeachment trial in the Senate. I think it's a joke. I think it's a waste of time. But I don't think it's, uh, it's going to go anywhere. So it better not go anywhere. We'll talk about more about that. 
uh, coming up at 1 o'clock with uh, our legal expert, Tim Dodd. Folks, in the meantime, 401-766-1380, 401-766-1380. Again, the, the, the story that, um, that I'm once again bringing to your attention, and I'm glad the Republican Party, oh, good. Okay, we'll talk to, uh, perfect. Perfect. We'll talk to Susie Yankee coming up at... 1230. They have uh, issued a press release. Now, I believe I'm telling you. Hold on, folks. As one is multitasking. The uh, Republican Party has issued a press release. Is Mattiello using the JCLES to retaliate? I want to explain this so you understand it. But the Republican Party have issued a press release. According to a recent Channel 12 story, a performance audit of the convention center was ordered by Frank Montanaro. Chief Goon, the executive director of the Joint Committee on Legislative Services. Soon after, his pal, Jim Demers, a friend and donor of House Speaker Nick Mattiello, was put on administrative leave at his job at the convention center. A performance audit of a quasi-public agency had not been performed in about a decade. The JCAS has not met for many years, and other members appear not to have been consulted on the audit. Susie Yankee commented, as an order the Convention Sort Authority has been long overdue, it's cost Rhode Island taxpayers millions every year for years. It's suspicious that only after a donor and friend of Speaker Mattiello gets in trouble at his job at the Convention Center, an audit is ordered, ordered by the Speaker. They have an obligation to meet, determine exactly why an audit was ordered at the Convention Center after Demers got in trouble at his job. Public deserves to know if government resources are being used by Speaker Mattiello to satisfy a petty personal grudge. If the JCLS won't meet and explain what's going on, perhaps the Attorney General should investigate. She is exactly right. The Attorney General should investigate. Folks, this is extortion. It's extortion by Speaker Mattiello. And it's all because of his pal, Jim Demers. And I am so glad. That uh, that is a great story, as I said, by Tim White. This stuff of of uh, Mattiello and Montanaro. How much longer is this stuff going to go on? It's absolutely atrocious. He's not the Speaker of the House. He is. He's the chief goon of the House, basically. That's what it comes down to. And it's completely wrong. Um, let me also just uh, touch on some other stories. So we'll talk to Susie Yankee coming up. 1230. <coughs> I just want to see if Ted, Tim White, and again, great job by Tim White. That demurs is bad news. I will uh, re-put out the story on exactly uh, with Demers' son. But we know that that Mattiello is furious that the state trooper that would not let this guy, Jim Demers, with the state police, they wouldn't let him onto the force to be a trooper. Mattiello was furious about it. And as a result of that, um, they're furious that this trooper, Mike Casey, is, is back on the force. But see, we need people like that. You know, that trooper, Mike Casey, I don't know all the details about what happened. But I knew, though, it certainly took a lot of courage for him to stand up and say that I'm not, we're not going to go along with this business of uh, even though, you know, he wants to... Um, have his uh, 
this demurs have his son put on uh, the state police force. We, we're not going to cave to that type of thing. So, all right, 766-1380. This other story, it's uh, kind of very distressing. Providence Journal has a story. Makeley's wife made 85000 running a one-day women's event at Bryant. Bryant University President Ronald Makeley's wife, Katie, was paid $85,000 in 2017 for running the university's one-day women's summit. Makeley, the outgoing president, made more than any other college president in the world in 2017 with a compensation package of $6.2 million. Ron Makeley at Bryan University made more. If you take the presidents of Harvard, Yale, MIT, and Stanford, combine them, and Makeley made more than the four of the presidents of those universities. I understand it's a private college, but um, number one paid college president in the world. Now, the wife, 85000 for a one-day summit. The mission of the summit is to empower women professionally. Summit has explored trends in education, leadership, diversity. She was paid $10,000 an hour or $11,000 an hour for a one. How, how is that possible? What exactly was going on? The people, uh, this guy Finkelstein, they have reviewed 300 contracts for public university presidents. And only a handful of significant spousal compensation on time. So in most cases, spouses are allowed to travel with the president if it's beneficial to the school. In some cases, we've seen relatively small payments when there are specific things. As far as the wife of Makeley, President O'Brien, they've never seen anything like that ever. So they're making news on two fronts. Number one, he apparently is the highest paid college president. Bryant University President Ron Makeley. Highest paid college president in the world. <laughs> not Rhode Island, not New England, not the United States. Highest paid in the world. Add up the compensation of the to- four top universities in the entire United States. And he makes more than the top four combined. And his wife was paid eight to $85,000 running a one-day event. Now, it's a private university. It's not state fund. So they can essentially do whatever the hell they want. Uh, but that, that seems excessive. That seems excessive. Now, two other things in the Providence Journal. Normally, I get the Providence Journal on my iPad. And all of a sudden, and this happens sometimes out of nowhere, my password and email won't log in. It's, it's, I can't begin to tell you how frustrating it was. If I could... If I could do this job without reading the Providence Journal, I would. I would never get it again. It's so frustrating. It's ridiculous. Out of nowhere, it suddenly just cuts out. Crazy. So I had to go and actually buy a blanking hard copy today, which I haven't bought in a while. An eerie address by the governor. (coughs) That's an editorial in this morning's Providence Journal. Large part of a roaring national economy. Rhode Island's in far better economic shape than when Governor Raimondo took office. No surprise she touted that, blah, blah, blah. Governor Raimondo, they write, deserves some of the credit by pushing the creation of more jobs, blah, blah, blah. But in many cases, the economic success was in the face of stiff government headwinds in Rhode Island, including mediocre public schools, a brutal regulatory climate, 
sky-high energy costs, and high taxes. CNBC last year rated Rhode Island's business climate the worst in America. The worst in America. Once the bloom is off the national greater Boston economy, Rhode Island could be in serious trouble unless it makes some bold changes. Boldness was not an attribute of Tuesday night's address. They write, the governor rolled out some proposals to hike taxes, expand the role of government. I'll tell you, she can't get out of office fast enough, this fraud. Even though there's a $180 million state budget deficit. The journal writes, one of the most important jobs of any governor is set priorities with the money. Unrealistic proposals to hike revenue will not close that gap. But the governor evidently didn't see the need to rally the public behind any belt tightening. Now, today she rolls out her budget, which, again, is going to be fantasy land. Perhaps the most notable new proposal was to squeeze more money out of Rhode Islanders when they sell pricier homes. And use that money to fund more housing for low-income people. Rhode Island needs more housing. But since the governor's plan could depress housing values and sales of Rhode Island, the idea will face stiff opposition, as it should. Raimondo also vowed to set a goal of 100% renewable energy for Rhode Island electric power by 2030. Think about that. Though that sounds good, get warm applause. It's unclear how the worthy goal could be realistically achieved. See, this is all about she is trying to make a name for her nationally. That's what it really is. So, yeah, the Russians are hacking in on Facebook Live. I don't think that's what it is. Her proposal for better train service between Providence and Boston, both highly welcome. Of course it is. Same thing with line item veto. But trying to make Rhode Island 100% renewable energy for Rhode Island electric power by 2030, it's it's unattainable she's only doing that see i'll tell you exactly what it is she wants to be able to go out on the stump and claim you know i did this and we were the first for this she doesn't have anything to say we're the first what can she say we're the worst with cnbc highest taxes blah 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 one of the worst school systems in the country those aren't exactly the numbers you want there's also a good piece written by oscar shelton a former work personnel director. He retired in 2013. He wrote a piece. I haven't gone through the whole thing yet. Unions have this down to a science. He writes, as a former personnel director for the city of work, I've read with great interest Ken Block's commentary about the public should be informed. For the most part, I agree with his assessment. It's important to stress the role of mandated binding contract arbitration for police and fire employees. Uh, that provision is generally not applicable for Teach Municipal. Stipulation is one of the most egregious, expensive, taxpayer-unfriendly labor laws passed by our legislature. Because of the binding arbitration requirement, people like me who are prepared initial contract proposals, who actually negotiate the contracts, are, are likely to be less aggressive toward the unions or to stay out of binding arbitration. That's because they, they lose in those situations. So a neutral arbitrator often look at municipalities and an entity with deep pockets. Unions, statewide organization, they have this down to a science. During negotiations, a union might ask for a single provision, such as a large increase in the number of paid holidays, and be willing to sacrifice pay increases on other perks for that one contract period only. Management looks at the proposal, seems reasonable, accepts the request. This is done a few more times in a few more communities. In a couple of years, the provision will be in three or four contracts in the state. Now it becomes a comparable issue. And eventually, all the contracts in the state contain it. A provision that was once considered radical and unaffordable has now become the standard. They're the experts. They are when it comes to contract negotiations. 
perhaps the most notable state legislation benefiting police and fire uh, the provisions which com- coupled with certain contract clauses require Warwick must presume in some cases conclusively presume employees with heart disease, cancer, hypertension have job related illnesses. This then entitles them to mandatory tax free disability pensions. 66.6% of pay for life as well as months if not years of full time tax free pay while waiting for their retirement request to be processed. Having access to the records that are supposed to support these, I can say that at least some were very questionable at best. However, under state law, the City Board of Public Safety had no choice but to grant the, the pension requests. The questionable disability pensions continue to dra- dramatically drive up the city pension liabilities. One of the causes of the largest unfunded liabilities in both police and fire. Police and fire unions contribute generously to the state politicians who are enacting anti-taxpayer legislation like these two examples. Leaders of the large cities and towns should meet with the local state legislature to explain to them how much they're costing the local taxpayers. You know, that is a very good piece, and I'll go through it. Maybe I'll even contact them to be a guest. But the problem is, folks, they are so controlled by the special interests. It is. At some point, the bubble is going to burst. The question is, where are people going to be? Because so many people instead just want to bail out and don't want to be the hook on it. I mean, and that is absolutely a fact. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Quartz, C-O-R-T-S, Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Family owned and operated over 20 years. Call Victor Quartz today at 401-714-8478. If you are having a plumbing problem with either a drain or a pier and maintenance, call Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland today. Family run business over 20 years. Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. 401-714-8478-401-714-8478. It's Victor Quartz. It's Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Folks, it's John DePietro next hour. Uh, coming up at one, I should say. Tim Dodd, legal expert, is going to join us. Big segment, a lot of stories to cover. But next hour, Susie Yankee, she's the head of the Republican Party in Rhode Island. She's going to join me. This is a big controversy with Speaker Mattiello that could involve the Attorney General. We're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. A lot more. Stay tuned to the John DePietro Show. WNRI and W236CW in Socket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.